0: You're listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast only on
1: fairfieldstags.com.
0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to this special episode here on the Stag Sports Network podcast series as we're continuing on our championship season. Uh, recently, we had a conversation with members of our women's tennis team and men's and women's golf. You can check out if you missed what they did over this past week on FairfieldStags.com. But now we turn our attention to Fairfield women's lacrosse as they enter the 2022 MAC women's lacrosse championship tournament as the number four seed in the three-time defending champs are going to be taking on canisius in what is the return game of the regular season finale where the stags put up 21 on the golden Griffs and had it for running time for here and there but it was a 10 goal victory in that one it should be an interesting contest because of course canisius making now back-to-back trips to fairfield county They're going to be looking for something, but the Stags are also looking for their fourth straight title as well. J.J. Duke here with you. I'm joined by a couple members of the team, Kayla Bay, defender, and Elizabeth Toludo, one of the drivers in the midfield and been scoring a lot of goals recently. Ladies, first off, thanks for spending a few minutes. I know it's getting kind of busy right now, but it's got to be exciting, right?
1: Yeah. Thank you for having us.
0: So, Kayla, I mean, we start with you first. This is, this is what you want to get to, right? I know it's not the easiest where you're going to have to play an extra game in the quarterfinal, not getting the number one or the two seed. But I guess the flip side, and I'm positive, it's one more home game, which has to be pretty special.
1: Yeah, I think um, coming into this, we obviously wanted to be um, ranked one or two. But I think for us, in a way, not being ranked that high gives us something to prove. And it uh, pushes for us to work harder every single game.
0: And it's been kind of one of those weird seasons, right, where you guys had a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys, a lot of injuries, especially at the beginning of the season. But do you feel right now with back-to-back wins coming into this weekend that the group is back where they should be?
1: I do fully believe that the um, the lower parts of our season pushed us to be better now. I think it's better that we had those um, little hiccups and those faults before, and now we kind of are smoothing them out and growing with every game. I do think that you're going to see our better play coming up I think you've seen some of it but I do think that people are going to be surprised as to what we can produce coming up.
0: E over to you and yes we discussed before by the way that it is Elizabeth Toludo, but she goes by E <laughs> uh, you, the In your eyes right now because obviously um, the previous few games before the Manhattan one which was uh, last Wednesday at the time of recording the 20th um, it's been more of hoping that the defense can get stops and then you guys would do your job elsewhere but um, the Niagara game was kind of the interesting one. Was that like the real litmus test and maybe the wake-up call to say that, hey, even though, yes, a one-goal lost to a very good team at that time, we're, we're still here. We still have something to fight for.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that game was very competitive, and it kind of just had us, um, showed us to prove that we, are, we need to push our limits, and that game just set us back a little, but I think it's in um, – really encouraging us to come back even stronger in the next couple games.
0: It's kind of interesting. We talk about the Canisius team that's going to make a long bus ride down here. You guys took a long bus ride back from Niagara. That was the third straight, for those that are curious, the third straight of three losses in league play. I'm curious – what were the conversations like? Maybe not so much on that bus ride, but the couple of days after, before the Manhattan game, because it looks like, or it looked like you guys just flipped a switch when you took the field against the Jaspers.
2: Yeah, I think the Niagara game really motivated us to come out even stronger for the next. The bus ride back was pretty brutal. We were all just very upset that we made that long trek and just didn't show our best and the best ability we had. So I think coming into the next game, every single person was just ready to go and ready to prove ourselves.
0: Kayla, back over to you. And speaking with the defense a little bit, it seems that you guys have absolutely tightened the screws up and look like really not only the best defense in this league, but maybe one of the best defense all across women's lacrosse. I mean, forcing turnovers left, right, and center. Kelly Horning is doing Kelly Horning things. And I know, I think it was, you might have even said it last year on one of our uh, digital platforms that if we have Kelly Horning, we know we have a chance, but it's a, a group effort. And it seems that every time the ball's on the floor, Boom, it's transition, right?
1: So I I completely agree with the Kelly Horning statement. I do believe I've said that every year since I've been here. Um, But um, when it comes to our defense, I do think that the games that we struggled in, along with all the negatives there were many positives that came from it we had to work through our cutting issue and we did i think we had to work through a lot of communication issues and we did and in niagara i think if we would have tightened it up just a little bit earlier than when we actually did hit a good peak it would have been a different outcome but i'm a little biased there Mm -hmm. i do think the niagara game was a big turning point for all of us in this season because from since i've been at this school um Our Mac play has been our best play. And we my freshman year, we won almost every single game by just one goal. And I think that was the first time I've ever actually lost in overtime being at Fairfield. So that was a switch that had flipped for us. And we were like, we put our all out on that field and we knew that we needed to turn the switch earlier. We waited till like the last 10 minutes to do it. And I think that if we had done it for the whole entire game, it would have been a whole completely different game. Now coming from um, the defensive point, um, I think that we finally crinkled out all of our wrinkles and that you can see it in the way that we play is we don't even have to talk as much as we used to because now we have each other's backs. We send two to three to the ball. We all want to get the ball and we are really in it to win this tournament and to get another ring.
0: Now, it's funny that you actually talked about the Mac play and you, know, you always talk about you want to peak at league time, right, especially around this time of the year. I I actually thought that your non-conference schedule might have been the best that I've ever seen this team play in a number of years, and not just because of the wins, but actually the teams that you lost to were probably some of the best performances with the UConn game going down to the wire. Denver, probably the fastest I've ever seen this group play, but the most efficient and then Hofstra, kind of a weird day, a windy day. We'll throw that one aside. But still, all those games were just decided by a couple of goals. So, was that maybe something, a little bit of a change of the norm that maybe helps set the tone? for the first half of conference season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think that we say it a lot. We we talk about how we played in Denver and how we competed to our best abilities and how we need to keep that mindset that even if we're playing a tougher team, it doesn't make us a weak team. It just makes us a team that needs to keep striving. And I do believe that this was our best out-of-conference play. I mean, we had everything out on the line in UConn, and we did wish for a different outcome. But I think that every year we've grown in our out-of-conference games and honestly the Hofstra game as awful as it was and as much as nobody really wants to talk about it I think it was a good learning point for us because we needed to realize that yeah we're playing well but we still need to produce and we need to learn and grow from our mistakes so I do believe our out-of-conference play did set the tone for this season and even with the hiccup with the Hofstra game we did have a hiccup in season and we could learn from all of them and grow as a team.
0: Hey, listen. If B Barons has to go and put up a ten pointer against you guys with seven goals, that speaks volumes to how good the offense was, especially in that game. And e with the offense, the last few games right now. I mean, we saw it a little bit at the beginning of league play where the team is dropping nineteen to Quinnipiac, twenty to Maris, eighteen to Iona. We know this group can score. Probably the not only just the highest amount of any teams in this league, but probably the most efficient. What was clicking then that maybe you're seeing a little bit come back over the last few games now?
2: Yeah, so I definitely think our offense is one of our strongest suits. Um, we share the ball so well, and I think we have really narrowed it down to unselfish play. I feel like in the beginning of the season we had a hard time connecting because we had a lot of new girls on the field, and like people I haven't and other people haven't really played with that much. But I think just – literally playing with each other more has gotten us so much farther to where we want to be and I think we do a really good job of sharing the ball and it's interesting because we have so many different goal scorers on our team which really shows that we just move the ball well and we trust everyone on our team.
0: Yeah you speak about that and there is one stat that I thought was actually amazing and I'm not sure if you guys know about this one but this season is the first time since 2010 where there's eight different 20-point scores. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. And you're thinking about, the, <laughs> so some of the names that are coming up, we, we said Kelly Hornings is going to be there, Ellie Greffenstead, Libby Rowe, they came into you know good shape last year, but you have yourself, Olivia Duty, Riley Harrell, Amanda Kozak, Maggie Fort. These are all players that not only have played consistently or they're playing consistently at the right time of the year. So mm-hmm. that has to be scary for any defense thinking it's not just one or two players. We've got eight to deal with.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that we also talk about that, that I think it makes us hard to scout for other teams because every single person on offense is capable of scoring. So that's just something that we pride ourselves in and we have to keep um, keep it up and keep going with that because you're not going to win a game with just one goal scorer.
0: No, without a doubt. Turn our attention now to Canisius. Now... I can probably and confidently say that last week was not the best Canisius team that we saw in a game that went twenty one eleven. And candidly speaking, that game was over early on in the third quarter. So, what type of Kayla? What type of response are we expecting from Canisius, especially in the offensive front for them, knowing that they've got a number of very good attackers like Katie Smolensky, like Skylar MacArthur, who had a very good day in of itself um, last Saturday. What they could change differently to maybe get off to a better start.
1: Um, so we were actually just talking about this yesterday um, with the de- the defense and how a lot of the players that we scouted we we scouted in a different way than how they played. Um, for instance, number twelve, Case Wisniewski, we scouted for. Um, we scouted her for just feeding and driving. And, yes, and last time we played them, she did mainly feeding. We expect that she's going to feed and drive and put in more in um, the next game. Skylar McArthur, we scouted as a lefty. She got majority of her goals in her right hand, so we had to adjust our scout because that worked for her. And I do believe that they all, not just those two, I think they all are going to come out strong and wanting to prove themselves again. And I think we need to come out stronger and say – that wasn't just a fluke. That was our defense, and that's how we play. So I think we adjust our scout in the way that they're going to adjust theirs.
0: And, and it's never going to be easy, right, especially coming off something like that and knowing that a team's going to be motivated to try and change it, and especially this scenario. Last week was different because both teams knew that they're going to be playing at minimum this weekend in the quarterfinals. So now on our end, we're not going to give away – Too much of the scout, but what are you hoping to maybe improve upon? That maybe night might not have been as perfect as you had wanted last week.
1: Um, I definitely think our one v one drives we can improve on, and we're going to. And I also do believe that um, communication as a whole is pretty down. I think that when the game tone gets set as like oh we're up by five we're fine we have to change our mindset of it's zero zero and we need to keep pushing and pursuing our goal so I do believe that's going to change a mindset change is huge and I also think that we just have to come out stronger and better because nothing is guaranteed anymore and we want to be able to go to practice on Monday and put in the work and we want to have the next game but we have really have to focus on one step at a time so I think a mindset change of what we're working on right now our goal is to defeat Kenetius and putting in everything that we have that's our main goal and our main points for this week and then we'll carry on from after what happens on saturday
0: sometimes big players shine in the bright moments that was you last year where (laughs) you and this was something that i've said with uh laura field the head coach fairfield Women's cross a lot is we always especially from my perspective we don't get to see a lot of the players that aren't playing in games and what they do in practice and she was always prided this program on players can step up on the occasion nicolette lavista had her day a couple seasons ago against siena you had your day against niagara and the semis last year carried over to the championship game so what did you take from that experience to carry not only just into this season but this time around in the postseason
2: yeah i think just as a team and individuals kind of what kayla was saying that these next couple games like this could be our last we're not guaranteed another game so i just think leaving everything you have out on the field like is just going to get you where you want to be like and definitely coming into games when you're not a regular player can be nerve-wracking but I think there's just a point where kids want to play so bad that when they're on the field they're just going to give it their all and I think that really helps our team and changes the dynamic because every single person is just so excited for them and it's just everyone just wants to win even more and I think stepping up at times like that is what really like gets our team to where we want to be.
0: Well, it's certainly going to be an exciting one, and I cannot wait for it. But Kayla, I've got to end it with you here on one question. Since this this is your senior year, I know we discuss anything in the future in the future, but having one more chance to play at home, how special is that for you? Knowing that this team has so much success at home, has won a couple of titles at home maybe you're hoping a little more magic can come out one more time at rafferty stadium
1: yeah i think there's just that feeling of being at home and being at rafferty that it just it starts your freshman year and it doesn't go away until you graduate and you leave um there's just something special about being here with the people that you have spent every day with for the past few months and honestly before then and I think that there is a little bit of magic with it because we know our field. We know we know what we can do. We know all the work that we put in. We know all the hours and the conditioning and the everything that we have put in um, right there on that field since the first day of September. Um, I do believe that there's something special about playing at home. And it is unfortunate that we aren't hosting, but I do think that that gives us a little motivation for next year to push in, and I'm I'm excited to have my last home game and for what the future becomes of it.
0: Well, like I said, I can't wait, and ladies, all the best this weekend, and hopefully we see not only this group perform as well as you want this weekend, but in the following weekend when uh, the championship is going to be hosted up at Siena. So uh, three games, three tough games potentially, but hopefully on the right side. Good luck.
2: Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Thank of
0: course. You. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network podcast series. Make sure to stay with us on FairfieldStags.com for all of your information for Fairfield Athletics and keep in tune on social media as well as we go forward through the rest of this 2021-2022 Athletics season. So for everyone here, I'm JJ Duke signing off and we'll talk to you all next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit FairfieldStags.com.